It's that favorite time of the week, power rankings. Week six was full of excitement. Some people flew high. Some people dropped bottom, rock bottom. We'll talk about all of these things, Miami. Don't worry. You're not last just yet. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod on our YouTube page. You can talk to us, so we certainly can talk back. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. We're here to talk power rankings. It's going to get a little spicy. It always does. Just know we had a long, 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 long conversation behind the scenes to hopefully give you guys a fair and unbiased ranking. But you always know how that goes. Kenton, how are you feeling? You might have missed a long there. You might have <laughs> missed a long uh, in, in how the conversations were. Uh, because honestly, it was a little spicy. There were some teams that got disrespected, some would say. But that's always how it goes during these power rankings. Somebody's going to call us a clown and all that good stuff and all that. But I'm telling you, we're telling you what we see, okay? Because it's mighty interesting that many of the teams that we had ranked too low took some interesting L's this week, wouldn't you Wouldn't you say, Candace? Sure. It's also crazy because, you know, someone was very upset at us because we did not give enough credit to a team that we'll talk about here later. But just know, we got 30 minutes. All right, people, we got 14 teams to talk about. We can talk about the highs, the lows, and the ugliness. So some things are just worth a little more attention than others. So when we're going in on Mario Cristobal, just know we're not forgetting about Coach Key and the boys. We're just letting you know how bad of a blunder Coach Cristobal did. We'll, we'll talk about it, though. I, 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 I think that's flatly ridiculous. Never mind. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. You see, this is – y'all finna get me right. amped up. Let's go into number 14. UVA, sitting yeah. pretty at the bottom. You know, one against William & Mary. We'll mm-hmm. give them that. I barely thought – I didn't think they could do that. But you don't get too much hand claps of praise for doing what you should be doing. Not, not in this year, ACC. A comeback against William & Mary is crazy. That's crazy. I want to I want to go put on the bob wig and go hit uh, go hit uh, Tony Elliott with the Edna Mode slap. You are a Power Five head coach. Get yourself together, because that is just embarrassing. <laughs> the Edna slap is crazy, but I mean they did get themselves together in terms of winning, so we can give them that, right? They got to win on a year. Y'all not going defeated. Great job, UVA. Great job. Let's talk about number 13 here, Pitt Panthers, who have yet another coaching coaching quarterback change. They might have to do a coaching change. They'll figure it out. A coaching – here we go. A quarterback change. QB2 is now Phil Dracovic, Signetti Jr., QB1, all the things. <sighs> Will that make a difference for the Pitt Panthers to turn the season around? The Pitt Panthers have the worst momentum of any team in the league right now of any by far we talk about uva being the worst team because i believe if they and pitt played i think pitt would handle them fairly easily but here's the problem 
Here's the problem. Pitt, each loss has either gotten worse, the, the margin of victory by their opponent has increased or stayed the same every single week. Their first loss of the season was to Cincinnati by six. Their second loss of the season was to um, their second loss of the season was to it's it's eluding me right now. Uh, it was Cincinnati, West Virginia by eleven. Their third loss of the season was to North Carolina by seventeen. And then you go out to Blacksburg and lay an absolute egg and let Kyron Drones put on the show and lose to the Hokies by seventeen. I didn't even know the Hokies had a seventeen point win in them this year. Damn sure not to a conference opponent. Yeah. So with that being said, Pitt, you know, you embarrassing everybody because everybody thought y'all were going to be good this year. I think that was just you. You were very high on Pitt. I'm not saying that everybody was as high on Pitt as I was. Nobody okay. saw them being this bad. No, of course not. Everybody no. saw one in four. That's what no. people were saying. Of course not. Exactly. But you were very much thinking that they were going to be the underdogs. Don't play me. You like thought Pitt, Pitt was no. going to be what Louisville is being. No, I didn't think that they were going to be well. I thought they were the anti-Louisville, if anything. Louisville is doing it with a spectacular offense. Louisville is doing it by, like, they they can go blow for blow with anybody on the scoreboard. Pitt, I knew that, like, mm, they probably were going to struggle to score, but they were going to score enough. And that defense was going to be where they hung their hat and said, hey, we're going to beat you up. It's going to be physical. We bringing, the, we bringing brass knuckles to the fight. Them boys is bringing pillows to the fight. That's all they got. It's crazy how we have a whole show, and I've never heard that tape. But we're going to go ahead. Number 12, Virginia Tech. Yeah, hey, yeah. they're getting a little bit better. A little bit better. Still not quite there. Getting a little bit better. Not quite there. But you know what? Improvement is improvement. A win is a win, okay? I, I know that they got blew out by Florida State. However, yeah. they have identified multiple playmakers on this team. Yeah. Like whether you want to talk about it or not, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, Virginia Tech has legitimately shown us, hey, not only do we have playmakers, we have playmakers that are going to give us some longevity in this thing. Yeah. You've got uh Tootin is going to be there for at least another year or two unless he decides to transfer. Kyron Drones is your QB1, a sophomore, at least two more years of eligibility. And with all this uh COVID eligibility going around, he could be there for four, five more years. Who knows? But long story short, they have at least identified their playmakers going into the future to say, hey, we may not be good now, but in two years, come back and see what we got going on. That's fair. And I think with a program like Virginia Tech, when you talk about like more like the blue collar, hardworking, stick it out, stick beside it in an area where everyone leaves at the first sight of running, Virginia Tech is a good place. I personally feel like as a football program to kind of stick beside and see it through because with the right powers that be in place, you really could be a successful program. Absolutely. And not only that, um, some of those guys have already transferred once. If Kyron Drones tries to transfer again, guess what? Buddy got to sit out a year. You well, think he wants to do that just for kicks and giggles? Like, I doubt it. Well, I there's a will, there is a NCAA loophole way. I'm just feeling like. By Shaw Tootin, transfer from A&T. So, you know, and unless they transfer into certain schools where they know the legislators will start writing letters for them, I, I highly doubt that they're going to get approved to play again. So here you know, we go. All right, number 11, Boston College. Mm -hmm. The Eagles have shown mighty improvement. Happily, we've called for his job every week. He's, I mean. The Eagles have shown mighty improvement. I mean, the 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 bar was in hell. The Eagles got a bad man at quarterback. They got a bad man at quarterback, and that's all there is to it. 
You know Mahogany, when they tell the, the offensive lineman. Okay. You saw what I saw. You saw what I saw. You saw improvement. I didn't say good. I said improvement. They scored four touchdowns in that game. Candace, do you know how all four of those touchdowns came? Castellanos. Castellanos. Not just Castellanos. All Castellanos runs. Baby, that's not sustainable. Stop playing. Stop playing. But that's, but that's good. That means you have a solid O-line creating space and holes for you, correct? If it were up to me, they'd be behind Virginia Tech. But I give them their guts, I guess. I guess we'll leave them I there. mean, tell me, Mr. X, no, you'll put your hand in the dirt if a, if a quarterback is scoring by, by I, way of running. So here's the thing of what quarterback runs do. Football is all about math. A lot of people think it's just violent savagery. It's math. It's a, it's a math equation. What you want to do is you always want to have, um, basically, if you don't have better players that your one-on-ones work in your favor, what you want to do is add in in some way that changes the math. When you have a quarterback that hands the ball off, that quarterback is now eliminated from the play. He's not going to do anything else during that play. He's done. When you have a quarterback who keeps the ball, that back that would have got handed the ball or that receiver that would have caught the ball, they're now added in as a blocker in terms of whatever scheme you're running. so That's good. That's positive. It's positive. Net positive because he scored. It's, it's positive right. until that quarterback goes down, which, right. I mean, the way they're running them, with all due respect, they're using that young man like a running back. Stop okay. it. Get That's some help. I, I tried. Yeah, I try Boston College. I try. We all try. We all try. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. As I mentioned, if you want to get in on some really good action, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding new ways to save money on tickets. Take, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Here we go. Thanks for being a Prize Picks partner. As an experienced creator who understands audience, we are so grateful that you are here to get a part of this Prize Picks action. Make sure that you get in on the fact that with prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of the players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if a player who exits in the game first half does not return the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sport fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepick.com slash locked on college and use locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepick.com slash locked on college to get in on your prize pick action today. Rocking and rolling with Kenta Gibbs, talking through our power rankings. Number 10, Wake Forest played well against Clemson. Still not quite there as a program, trying to find those eight wins that Kenton says they need for the season. Yeah, they're not getting there. They're not getting there. Yeah, don't be so defeated. Don't be so defeated. I'm not defeated. I don't really feel one way or the other. This is they're not getting the there's still time. There's still time. Mitch Griffiths is improving solid during the Clemson play. That defense is pretty sound. I, I will give their backs a lot of credit. Their backs fall forward at a crazy rate for how small they are. 
you look at them and you're like, oh, that long mesh, you know, when people get a hold of them, they're hitting the ground. Think again. Mm -mm. Yeah. Justice Ellison got hurt and then the next back was up and right and running. So, yeah, we get some the word, positives. In the words of Sandy Cheeks, no, you ain't. Them backs are not going down easy. They will keep those legs turning at all costs. Um, but, you know, the defense is the group that carries the hat, that carries the water, rather, for this this or uh, this team. That's Which crazy. hasn't been Wade Forrest's testimony in quite some time. Because if you combine the defense that they have now with what they had with Sam Hartman, just imagine, just imagine how different the world would look right now if Sam Hartman was still at Wade Forrest. Just imagine. He didn't need 10 more years. I mean, it was, it was, it was enough. I hear you. I hear you. But he's at a place where he has worse receivers than he would have had had he stayed at Wake Forest. And Wake Forest is in a place where they're trying to figure it out with Mitch Griffiths. Somebody need to be outside somebody's door with the boombox playing Baby Come Back, you know. And trust me, I've been there. I've been there. I'm there right now. Listen, we all have our moment where we got to cry and throw up a little bit. But you make it through. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to, to both. Sam Hartman and 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 Wake Forest. Y'all both gonna make it through. Uh, but Wake Forest, you're probably not gonna get your eight wins, but you're gonna make it through. Number nine, Syracuse. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find it. Need a little help. I'm gonna tell you this much. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this much. Dino, we were real kind to you because I love your team, Dino. your team was extremely deflated after that fake punt where UNC got an interesting spot. We're being real kind to you. The whooping that you just took warrants you being in the double digits, brother. Because you, like Pitt, that negative momentum, you got it. Real bad. You with negative momentum, y'all go together real bad in the words of Carisha. They're on the way to just finding bowl, a bowl eligibility right now. It's feeling yeah, just findable eligibility. Oh. I could see seven wins on the season, but right now it's not trajecting great. For the Syracuse I'm a, Orange. I'm going to tell you right now, Syracuse, protect yourself. Protect because you can slide on this list real quick as, as a one of the teams that's coming up found out. I need Garrett Garrett Schrader to, uh, to slide a little bit, find a running back, find something, any help. I mean, but that's the problem. That's why when, when Gaston went down, I completely stopped believing in this team because. But that defense I, is still good. It's not best. They're not bad. North, I'm not maybe North Carolina just team. played great, but like I'm, they actually did. North Carolina actually really did play a really, really good game. I mean, they were offensively, they were executing at an extremely high level. You got to give them their credit. But with that being said, Syracuse, how long do you expect that defense to hold up? Yeah, everybody, everybody got a limit now. The mob is just a nickname. It's not a a, a virtually limitless amount of people that can come in. It, there's only but so many in there. You understand? Like, come on now, help them boys out. 100%. Let's move on to number eight, NC State. Had to be somewhere. One against Marshall, which we'll take. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it. This is getting a little bit tougher than I thought. See, my co-host doesn't believe in me. <laughs> and she doesn't believe when I say, this team is better than what you believe. They scored a season high of 45 against the Virginia Military Institute Cadets with Brendan Armstrong at Brennan Armstrong at quarterback. 45 was their high. And MJ Morris's first game as the starter, they put up 48. 
So Maybe. MJ was the missing link, or nobody was playing defense on the Marshall side. MJ. Defense was optional that game. I ain't gonna hold you. Well, from both go- sides. That goes into a deeper thing about Doran doing all these squib kicks that kept putting Marshall at the plus forty, or I'm sorry, they're <laughs> minus forty. That is insane. Why? It, it was something about oh, he didn't want to kick into the wind or whatever the case may be. A free kick out of bounds puts the team on the thirty-five. Marshall started in front of the thirty-five. I want to say four to five times in that game because of those squib kicks. Are you well? Where are your analytics people? You and Mario, where are your analytics it's people? Doran's at? problem is that special teams problem. Hmm. Hmm. That's a Doran problem. After okay. you see something don't work, let me tell you this, Candace. If All if right. your coach, if you were a coach of a swimming team, right, and Here you say, go. "Wait a minute, this relay don't work with this girl at the anchor. We keep losing. We have leads, and she blows it every time. She getting ran down every time." And you keep doing it. Is that a her problem or is that a you problem? But don't you want to trust the relay coach? I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, and I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Go ahead and keep trusting that relay coach if you want to. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but I would assume that Olympic sports and non-revenue sports have a little bit longer of a leash for a coach than these sports that, that, you know, if you're not doing it right now, you got to go. You it depends. Go. I mean, there, well, there's some very competitive non-revenue sports. Hey, I've been wrong before, and maybe that is the case. But what I'm saying wrong again. But what I I'm saying you. is, they don't play. They don't play. If you want to let your relay coach get you ran into the ground, brother, more power to you. More power uh, to you. Hundred percent. Let's talk about number seven here, Miami. We're not gonna kick you kick you too far, but we are gonna kick you far enough because you damn sure was number three. We didn't kick him far enough. We didn't All kick right. him far enough. We didn't. We did. You were. We're not gonna blame them boys. We're not gonna blame them no, boys. No, for a no, I'm not blaming them boys. Club for a coach who had too much pride to put his knee on the ground. I. Who made the call, Mario? Who made the call? Because he said I should have made the decision. I should have uh, vetoed the decision and and made us take a knee. Who made the call, Mario Manuel Cristobal? Who, I mean, was it Tyler? Who, who made the call? Was it Tyler? Did he call an audible? And here's the thing. People are telling me, well, you know, Miami, they're not the worst team in the world and all that. I agree. I agree that they're not. A, I would still agree that they're an upper half of the ACC team. Mm-hmm. However, Candace and I have talked about this many times. Style points matter here. You lost in the worst way. I'd rather get blown out. Honestly, I'd rather get blown out because – what I just would never in my nevers and nevers would want to leave anything up to an ACC ref. Never ever. I've never seen them get it where you're like, yes, so glad ACC refs are were officiating here. Never, and, never ever and, once. And that's the part that's confusing me. Everybody keeps telling me Ken he was clearly down, and I'm I keep saying that I saw with my eyes what looked like the ball was loose and moving without his control before the elbow hit the ground. But whether it did or didn't, why would you ever? Give ACC refs a chance like that when you got it won. But even if he fumbled, how did that boy go 84 yards? Well, you know how that happened. Okay. After the fumble, the team was deflated. The team, I'm sorry, 100%. I don't blame none of those defenders because when you when you're up with 30 seconds left, the other team has no timeouts. We all know. I promise you, I promise you, Candace. Here's a fun fact that mm-hmm. you may not know about football teams. Almost every football team, do you know what their last play of the week is in terms of game planning? Tell me. Kneeling. Practice victory formation. 
get together and pretend celebrate or whatever you do. Some teams do the pretend celebration thing. Some teams do the kneel and, all right, let's break it down, get on out of here. Almost every college in America, their Miami last- ain't practicing that. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. They say, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Miami ain't practicing it. I'll Why tell you that right now. we lose yards on purpose? I'm tell you that right now. They ain't practicing oh. no kneel, no, uh, what is it? When there's a couple plays left and you got to spike it down. They ain't practicing none of that. Why would we lose yards on purpose? <laughs> the point is to score. Why would we do that? I'm trying to tell you. All right, let's talk about our friends here at Jace Medical. If you have not yet, please get in on Jace Medical Action. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, you fill out a form, and then you get a prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have medication in hand. Get $20 off on life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Let's get into our top six here. Georgia Tech, hell of a win. For our Georgia Tech fans who are feeling like we didn't give them enough love, we're right here for you. We love Key. It's some obsessed, if you will, with Key. Run through a brick wall for Key, if you will. I thought that they were going to be the dark. I thought they were going to be the Louisville of the ACC this season, and that's fine. There's still time. The Yellow Jackets are doing the Yellow Jackets big win for them. They are not trying to be defined by that Bowling Green loss, and that's very much credit to that coaching staff and who those kids are to me. Because you could have hung your head and said, you know, we're just going to be the same old Georgia Tech, up and down wins. Sometimes we spark off and show you what we could do possibly be. But good for them for not getting too low on themselves during that Miami close, almost loss, and ended up coming out with a victory. And not only that, when you look at this Georgia Tech team, all of their losses this season, they have been – well, not all, because the Ole Miss game, you know, they, they weren't really in it. All their losses this season, they've been in it. Yes, I know that includes Bowling Green. Yes, I know that. Know that. Not saying that that loss doesn't exist. But with that being said, this is a team that, you know, I expected to be better. And I'm going to tell you, this Boston College and Georgia Tech game ain't going to be a hard one for me to decide. Ain't going to be hard at all. That's fair. Because this is a team that, again, they have shown – they have shown that when they're locked in and, and ready to do the thing, they can do the damn thing. Okay. Now, now the the call, the call which is coming from inside the house here, don't overlook nobody. Yeah. Don't overlook nobody. Y'all are not that good. <laughs> I don't care because you beat Miami. You're not that good to overlook anybody. Yeah. Yes, you're in the top six, but we put a hungry Georgia Tech team in the top six, the beneficiary of idiocracy, Georgia tech team in the top six. Haynes King is a bad guy. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's doing what he's like. I'll give him his, give him his love. Give him his respect. That defense turning over. Let me tell you something. They had Tyler Van Dyke looking like a good baker with all those turnovers. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. But with that being said, don't overlook nobody. A thousand percent. Let's get to our top five here. Clemson starting us off with our five. At number five, the Tigers beat Wake Forest, barely, but they did. We're talking about wins at the end of the day. 
It wasn't pretty. And style points certainly had them in consideration of being out of the top three. But you got to give it to them. They're figuring it out slowly but surely. They don't have, you know, necessarily, quote, unquote, the Clemson-type horses in the stable. But, you know, still strong enough. I don't trust this team as far as I can go. <laughs> I don't trust this team as far as I can They can't go. afford to lose not one more conference uh, game. Lose Can't afford to lose one more conference game for what? Pride. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't I don't think that we're talking about them in the, the conference championship right now. Right? Hell, what conference championship? They can't spell championship right now. No. They're trying to no. make a bowl game. Well, they're going to make a bowl, but, you know, I don't think they're going to win it. You know, I don't think they're going to be in. I, I don't trust this team at all, but somebody had to go here, and there was a lot of teams pissing down their leg this last week or who have pissed down their leg repetitively during the season. So, yeah. congratulations to the Tigers. You're here. Five and below could definitely be an argument, and arguably number four at Duke because they did not play. We uh, figured, you know, Riley Leonard's ankle, he's doing his rice routine. They said he's getting better, not necessarily a go for this NC State game coming up this week, but still, still feel like this is a very strong Duke program defensively, and hopefully their QB2 can hold it down while Riley is out. Yeah, so their defense has been lights out all year. Uh, they need to completely, you know, cut the power out, pull the socket on them boys. You know, when they was stealing fake cable in the hood and then they had to take the meter out altogether. Yeah, they, uh, that's one of them. You got to take the meter out of this NC State offense because I, I don't think that uh, Duke can win a shootout type of game with NC State next week. But if yeah. they keep this thing low scoring and ugly and, you know, MJ Morris is is a guy that will not be aggressive and push in the tight windows and all that. So, you know, they can make some make something happen here. Uh, but that that is a team. Dwayne Carter, you better keep eating these offenses alive. Obey, you better keep feeding off that that defensive backfield. Y'all better keep showing up. Jalen Calhoun, whoever the quarterback is, you better make him look good. You better make him look good, brother. Barton and company, keep doing what y'all doing up front because we got you at four for a reason now. Let's go to number three, North Carolina, who, again, played really well against Syracuse. I would argue that they're number one, but it's not just my show. I think North Carolina is doing the right things. Have they been battle-tested? Who knows? But they're certainly going to have a conversation coming off a pissed-off Miami team this week. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, first test of the year and all that is great and whatnot, but even still – there's two ways this game could go. Miami could come out pissed off and motivated. They could also come out very deflated. We've seen, you know, in the words of in the words of uh, the battle rapper Osolo, one loss goes and gets two, okay, and two turns into three, three turns into four losses, and four comes back to get me. That could very easily happen for this Miami team. We'll see which version comes out. But even if the bad version comes out, that's not UNC's problem. They no. play who is in front of them. That's their job. Their job is to whip the wheels off who's in front of them, and they've been doing a darn good job so far this season. A thousand percent. I got to give it to the trenches Have the, who have been holding it down. It was, Of course, you're always nervous about North Carolina, what they're going to get from an offensive standpoint from that line. But they've been they've been helping your boy Drake out a little bit. So we'll see how they fare in this Week 7 matchup. So I want number two. <sighs> Don't fight us. Please relax. I understand. But hear us out. Florida State. Yeah. They won, no. but we say on the show, style points matter. And while I do think beating Virginia Tech is great, there's just something about this team that just doesn't have me convinced that they are the best team in the ACC. 
here's my thing. We've talked about style points and, and how you look against, you know, different teams and all that good stuff and why that matters. Objectively speaking, everybody said Florida State deserved to be the tops in the conference because they had the best win. They had the best win. That LSU win was the best win. Nobody has topped that LSU win. Yeah. How good is LSU really? How good are they? Come on. I'd I'd love to know. I love listen, I love Coach Drink Down up there at Mississippi. Love that man. He's, you know, he did amazing things at state. And they it, it was tough to see them take that L to LSU. But with that being said, how good is LSU really? Now, that same question can't really be asked in the same way about Notre Dame. Because they've shown up and dominated teams. And had they put an 11th guy on the field against Ohio State, they probably win that game. Yeah. But, you know. And then, on top of that, that wasn't a close game. That wasn't a game in which you thought to yourself, oh, man, Notre Dame's got a chance. They they just need to turn the corner here. Surprise, Louisville's number one. And they're number one because not only did they win, but it's how they won. Yeah. They never even gave Notre Dame a chance for real. And I think just defensively, they had Sam Hartman seeing ghosts. But beyond that, offensively, they did just enough for Mr. Jordan to get busy and Mr. Plummer to not blow it. Absolutely. And sometimes that's all you need to do. Yeah. You know, I know everybody likes to make it complicated and oh yeah, you gotta, you know, you, you need to do all the things. Listen, this is a, a Louisville team. The offense is fireworks. Their defense is coming along and showing up. You know, people talked about the defense as if it was the Achilles heel of this team because they allowed 34 to Georgia Tech and they allowed 28 to Boston College and all that. When you fully put the context to those things, it doesn't look as bad as it seems. Like Mm -hmm. you've got a a Georgia Tech – I'm sorry, not Georgia Tech, a Boston College game where they led 42 to 14 at halftime. Mm -hmm. Them boys wasn't trying – stop it. Stop it. This Louisville team is for real. Yeah. I thought to myself, oh, my God, Joe Jordan is a fraud. He didn't show up against NC State. Turns out NC State's defense is just still kind of good. Over 100 yards, again, but that crazy average, uh, that young man is a he's even, he's leaving type of guy. And for their defense to not be coming along too, hooey. It's going to be some smoke I mean, in the city. Their defense have definitely shut down people this season, and I think it's something where overall Brom might have been the missing piece. We talked about the fighting Satterfields and how he just wasn't quite the coach that was bought into Louisville, and the fact that Brom is so bought into Louisville, I think that just speaks volumes to what this program is trying to be. Always thought they could be, and now just got like a nice little check mark with that coach. I will say this. Here we go. We told you all from the beginning that this team – can rise very yeah. quickly, right? And they rose to the top. We got Louisville at number one. Louisville has three ranked teams left on their schedule for the rest of the year. And But you know what? After this Notre Dame one, I don't think – fear no man, okay? And and honestly, honestly, they could be playing a Duke team that's still without Riley Leonard. Yeah. They got Miami and Kentucky back-to-back to end the season. And fun fact, Florida State, North Carolina, and Louisville do not face each other this season. Yeah. So they're all un, undefeated. We'll not see each other till the championship if they get that far. Exciting times here for the ACC. Hopefully one of these three finds themselves in the college football playoffs and we rock and roll just like that. I, I'll say this. For all the mess that everybody talked about, there's no way two ACC teams get in. 
Or say Louisville could be knocking on that door, and UNC could be knocking on that door. Too. Hold on. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. If either, if two of these teams go undefeated, right, and one of them loses to the other in like a nail biting, like everything tooth and nail, it's tough for me to say that team doesn't belong because who in the SEC is like there right now? The Big Ten is the only other conference that has multiple teams that you could say right now. I'm comfortable. We're seeing potentially multiple of these teams in. Maybe the Big 12, if Texas were to look Oregon great. Oregon and Washington, year. they're trying to have that whole thing right now. Yeah. yeah, Fraudulent. Man. Fraudulent behavior. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing it for substance, not clicks. <laughs> they're doing it for, so they're doing it for a little saint right now. They're doing it'll it for a little saint because they know that thing is going down like a bad shit. So yeah. they got- Shout out to the two-pack. Shout out to the two-pack. <laughs> We've got more to come this week as we talk through week seven. Get your polls and in. Make sure that you vote for your favorite team to win this week because we're going to go over all of that. We're going to give midseason grades tomorrow. So where where do you think your team will land? Would it be an A or an F? Pitt, you looking real funky right now, but I'm just saying. F is for funky. <laughs> We're going to give midseason grades tomorrow, so make sure you come back and check on that, see how your team is faring, get ready for week seven and all of that fun stuff for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.